On today's episode, for some reason, we talk a lot about child exploitation. Welcome to the Iron Right Tattoo Podcast. Okay, you think we can like record now? Yeah, sorry. It's who was that? Uh, my son's school teacher. The teacher called you. Mm-hmm. It's meet the teacher today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, from five to six. So I gotta go do that later. Word, yeah, but I'm coming back. I can't stay away for long. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't quit you. <laughs> know what I mean? Um, yo, so chill day, chill day, bro, chill day. It's Monday. You got the Celsius, the Bro, live fit, you know? It's so good. Like, I understand your complaints about it. You know, but- it's just, uh, it's not, it's not, it's like when you open an energy drink, you mm-hmm. walk away from it for like an hour or two, and then you come back, and then it's like, if I chug for a long time, I can kind of feel a little fizz, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not fizzy enough for me. I think it's my issue. I got you. Um, I'll definitely have you try the the tropical one I had yesterday, because that one was good. I'll take a little sippy sip, you know. I'll, uh... So what's new? Man. <laughs> Stupid. Man. It's, it's like back to school time. Yeah. That's new. Because this will be... My son's first year of school. First year, right? Yeah. So how are you feeling about that? Let's talk um, about that. It's a little uh, overwhelming, nerve-wracking, just because it's, like, new. Um, even though, you know, I went to school my whole life. I never That's did true. any of the actual, like, important, like, adult shit. Yeah, you did it. Um, you you uh, were a school child. Yeah. A young, unfortunately, a young buck. With, with our uh, school system, yeah. unfortunately. Just learning lessons. No maidens. You know, yeah. Well, that's the cycle of life, right? You right. Know, that's true. Go to school because here we are. We're adults. Work, and you're learning no lessons with no maidens. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. That's fair to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, we don't judge for it. You can I appreciate stay maidenless. That. You know, it's okay. How you feeling? What are you looking at your hands for? I might get maidenless on my knuckles at some point. M A I D E N. Ols. Just L S. Figure it out at some point. Yeah. You get no maiden. That fits. Yeah. That fits. Or Blink one eighty two. And that that I think they they both mean the same thing. (laughs) Good point. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, Um, so is he uh, is he going to kindergarten or yeah kindergarten? Okay, not but he didn't do pre K. No, okay, he did daycare for a little bit, but that's not really school. You know what I mean? You know, real talk. Pre K was tight. I got my first kiss in pre K. Yo, yeah, because in pre K they still have like nap time. So everybody would. You were just stealing kisses at night. I mean, time. bro. That's a little. They cut the lights. And I. <laughs> the lights went off and I, I turned I, on. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, man. Uh, all I remember is it was a blonde girl in a jean jacket. A jean jacket. Yeah. And so I would have been, you know, like five, four, yeah. four or five, you know, somewhere around there. What's the year? And I was like, hey, little mama. 91? <laughs> Come here. Let me see that Jordash. Because you know that jean jacket had to have been Jordash. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. No? I know, I know Jinko. Jordash jeans, dude? No. And I was rocking probably like the Oshkosh Bagosh. Oh, my gosh. My name was Josh. <laughs> I've never heard of this. I got bars, dude. What? <laughs> You've never heard of Oshkosh? This is before my time. You've never heard you gotta, of Oshkosh? No. Bro. I got like baby pictures of me in Oshkosh. You know what? Why don't you uh, go find them and then put them on here at some point? I can't edit. find the baby pictures, but I can Google Oshkosh and show it to you. And then uh, I'll, take, I'll, I'll take a note down that tells me to put Oshkosh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm letting out some uh oh stinkies today, bro. I'm sorry. It's live. Uh, yo, what is this? How come you search Oshkosh and I get a page full of uh, military defense vehicles? <laughs> I'm gonna have to screenshot that. Uh, no, look right here in the shop. In the shop, these these exact ones. These exact one boys knit like denim hickory stripe overalls. Oshkosh, bro. It's not Luke. She. Luke has a pair of those. Screenshot. Ordered now. <laughs> <laughs> or he did. Dang, they got Oshkosh Bagosh t-shirts? Oh, gosh. Yo, but this is like for adults. Really? Yeah. Is it straight from them, though, or is it somebody reselling it? I don't know. Uh... It's from the Oshkosh.com. Apparently, it's still a brand. You know, I just assume like, oh, like Jinko, right? Yeah. My childhood, it was big for a while, kind of died off. I guess not. Did you ever wear uh, backwards jeans? No. Do you remember that fad? I do. Yeah. Because it was... Um, crisscross. Crisscross. Yeah. What, did, what was it? Jump? Was that song they had? I don't think it was Jump. Wasn't it? They did the backwards oh, well. clothes. That was like their one hit. Yeah. Um, I think the 90s were like the biggest generation of one-hit wonders, now that I think about it. You think? I think so. I wonder how you would track that data, like if we wanted to research that and get an actual, actual answer. We can probably figure it out. Because that's like, I would 80s say, would be close second. You know I don't I mean? know. I would say, because listen, as time goes on, uh-huh. the population grows, the amount of people doing job grows, things like that. I think we're at a time now where there's more entertainers than ever. Yeah. I think we're at a time right now where we have more one-hit wonders. And I think it's because um, somebody may have, like, a sound go viral on TikTok. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, they're not even, like, a legitimate, like, signed touring artist. Yeah, they're just in their mom's basement yeah. making stuff. <clears throat> they just blew up on the internet. Had that one hit. It became a sound on TikTok. It trended for a while. And yeah. now you like don't even remember him. Like that dude, Kanye East. What? Yeah, there's a guy on TikTok named Kanye East. What was? Did he have like a trending sound or something? Uh, yeah. Which one some, was it? It had something to do with Fortnite. What? It's like Fortnite balls. Fortnite balls? <laughs> Yo. Yo. I'm just trying to find Kanye East. Hold on. 
Yeah, just look up Kanye East real quick. But you remember that uh number one victory royale. Yeah. See? Unfortunately. Is it like a whole song? Yeah. I wouldn't call this a one-hit wonder, though, because like oh, he has multiple songs. Like yeah, that. but that's not like you're not banging it on Spotify. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that. Hold on, I need to go <laughs> save that video so I can put that on the YouTube version. Or uh, GMAC uh, Cash. No, we're not going to talk about that. I'm so <laughs> tired of hearing about that. Bro. I'm tired of it. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't call, because, like, if they go viral for the meme, w- would you call that a hit, you know? I guess it would just boil down to who, how many people are actually, like, listen to it day to day. Yeah. Uh, like Outside uh, of TikTok or something. Diamond in the Rough, you know? That went viral. Yeah. I'm happy for him that that went viral. I, but I don't too. know that I would call it a hit. Um. And I think that's the, that's the distinction we have to make. The distinction between like viral and like radio hit. Yeah, because you know? I, I wanted Emerald into Smooth to take <laughs> S- off. Smooth with the V. Yeah. <laughs> smooth Diamond in the Rough. <laughs> um, so. Why are you laughing? That song is so good. It's, it's a banger. I've seen dude. somebody playing it at Planet Fitness, <clears throat> like on the Dang. intercom. Were they like getting a good pump? Yeah. Cool. I mean, I would. Diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough. Good for him, man. Happy for him. Cloud nine. Yeah. Anyway, aka Mister Steal Your Girl. Uh, I think is that his, official? Uh, I think that's his name. It might be. Wasn't that like a? That was a song though. Aka Mister Steal Your Girl. Yeah. Aka Mister Steal Your Girl. Okay. Cool. Good for him. Uh, I don't know. I was talking about the actual song "Still Your Girl." I love how prevalent and supported the Down syndrome community is on TikTok. Yeah, for sure, it's so cool. You know, their videos will pop up all the time, and then if you go look at the comments, it's literally like just like support. Nobody's yeah. like really being ugly I mean, or anything some, like that. You know, there's some where it's like you know sarcasm and like actual yeah, hate for sure but i think the positive like comments and stuff like that definitely outweighs I mean, well, you're always gonna have those edge lords that like want to try to be cool yeah. on the internet when it's really just like mad cringy you yeah know what i'm saying that's never gonna not be a thing no that's just how the but people in the world are yeah i would say like the percentage of like positive comments to you know, negative being ugly yeah. is like significantly higher than you would expect yeah, yeah, it to for be, sure. You know, which is cool. Also, uh, <clears throat> that reminds me, um, just because we're talking about like, you know, what would be classified as they're not called disabilities anymore. What do we call them now? I'm going to just say disabilities. Sorry if that's not PC. You can correct me in the comments or whatever. I'm pretty sure that's uh, differently abled. I don't know. I think that might be right. Maybe. Something like that. So um, somebody popped up on my TikTok. And it's uh-huh. this girl named Abby, and she's autistic, but she's mm-hmm. like an adult. Mm-hmm. And and she's from uh, that show I was telling you to watch, Love on the Spectrum. Oh. And it was tight because I watched that show, and I was like, you know, it's like a 
I don't know. It's like a feel good show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I it's get it's you. awkward and a lot of the editing I think could be taken negatively because like I feel like the way they edit it, they make the awkward moments like feel more awkward. You know what yeah. I mean? Which is kind of like you could argue that they're kind of like poking fun a little bit. Yeah. But Abby popped up on my TikTok and it was like a video of her in a water park with the dude that she went on a date on the show with. And it oh, was so like they were still... celebrating like their one year anniversary of dating. That's tight. It was super tight. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> and her TikTok's cool because it's it's run by her mom. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously, like, Abby's the star of the TikTok, you know, but it's really it's basically a lot of her mom showing like the day to day moments of what it's like living with someone and teaching someone that's yeah. like like pretty severely autistic yeah. you know what i'm saying like she's very verbal and able to communicate and stuff but the you know she'll be like oh this is like a thing that triggered abby today this is like a thing that abby learned mm-hmm. like a, a more effective way to communicate you know and there'll be like voiceovers or just like her like interviewing abby like how did that make you feel when that happened you know what i mean it's yeah cool. see I, I like stuff like that but there's i remember when i first like started having tiktok and like my algorithm wasn't sorted out just yet. Yeah. It'd be like parents with kids that would be like in the hospital and like they would try to like monetize off of it. And I thought that was just like so disgusting and ugly. And there's still that subsect. But what I'm seeing more now mm-hmm. is uh, people are calling out these really weird TikTok accounts where like the focus will be on like a six year old girl. You know, and mm-hmm. it's clearly the mom that runs the account, but she's like got the little girl in like makeup uh, and like tur- tur- like making the girl like do all this like acting stuff, and they're posting ten times a day, and you could tell that like they've turned their house into like a studio and stuff, and it's yeah. just like that's disgusting to me. Well, it, it's you know di- what I mean? It's disgusting in the fact that they're using their child to profit. Yeah, um, yeah, in any kind of way, kind of like a, it's like a dance moms. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, like that, even, that grosses me out. I'm sorry. I think it's gross. Um, I think it's gross. Anybody that like has a kid like around my age pretty much knows like Ryan's world. Yeah. And that's like the yeah. worst. Like same deal. Same deal for years. Like he's now like <laughs> I think he's like over ten now. However, what? I mean, they're millionaires off. That of is that. true. But like, um, okay, okay. Let's say this. <clears throat> you would never choose to exploit your child, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say I came to you and I said, hey, I have a guaranteed foolproof way that you're going to be a millionaire if you're willing to exploit your child. But it's it's like guaranteed. Like I can show you a bank account. You know what I'm saying? No. I you doing do it? it? No. Man, Cannon going to have to get over that, bro. <laughs> I'm exploiting the hell out of my son. <laughs> Today. Well, it... I mean, I guess it would be different if, like, my son was older, you know, but, like, now, because he's so impressionable, you know what I mean? If I can't differentiate, like, when he is, like, acting between real life, then I don't I don't want to do that, you know what I mean? It would be kind of... Nah, bro. It's time to start paying some bills, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I get you. It's time to start paying some bills, bro. Like, somebody got to help carry this weight, you know? Sorry, bro. Obviously, like, I'm joking, but it's like, where do we draw the line? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we'll see these parents trying to, like, exploit their children, mm-hmm. you know? 
but for some reason, once it pays off and they become successful, it's like now we excuse it and are okay with it, you know? Yeah. Like Ryan is selling toys in Walmart, you know? And we're like, dang, good for him. But in reality, it's like, dang, he's been a slave since he was born, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Part of me thinks it's sad, but part of me is like, so yeah, do I kind of get it. What do you think? Where do you think the limitations are, like age-wise? Okay, so you look at like uh, JoJo Siwa, right? I don't even know who that is. I don't know where she got her start. I know when we were fostering, we had a little girl that was into her, but refused to admit that she was into her, but knew like all the songs and stuff. You know, she was like a slightly older girl. She was like ten or eleven. Um, <clears throat> but I know JoJo Siwa got famous while she was still like under like a minor mm-hmm. but i don't know i don't think it was like a young i think she was probably like 11 12 something like that um maybe it was like disney channel or something like that she was just like one of those like a like a disney channel kid yeah you know what i'm saying yeah i got you so let's say someone's 14 and they're playing on this sweet life of zach and cody like mm-hmm. they're minors they're children they're not in charge of their profits. Yeah. You know, they've got a manager. They've got parents that are collecting the income. Is that still exploitation or do we excuse it because they're signed to like a major production company? Oh, no, they're actors. You know what I'm saying? Like, where do we yeah, draw the yeah, line? I it. But I, I think over the years we've seen it like with when it comes to like child actors and stuff about I would say about 70 percent of the time it goes downhill. You You're not I wrong. Mean? You're not wrong. However, but we haven't really seen how it happens with like kid YouTube stars, I guess. Well, and that's what I, I was going to say is what if I frame the question differently? What if I didn't say, are you willing to exploit your child to become a millionaire? What if I came up and said, I think your child would be perfect for this role. Have you ever considered acting? You know, yeah. at the end of the day, it's the same question, right? <clears throat> Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. So that's what I'm saying is like, where do we really draw the line? Mm-hmm. You know? Because movies need kids. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, if there's a child role, because you don't want to be like, you remember in the 90s, every like high school movie, there were like 30 year olds playing these yeah. high school, you know? Like, they look the same age as the teachers. You know what yeah. I mean? So um, I don't know. I don't know where I would draw the line. Like, if somebody approached point. me, and wanted Canon to be in a movie. Now, granted, my son's 13, so we can sit down and have that conversation with him. He can be a yeah. part of that decision-making process. But if my son was five, like yours, and someone yeah. approached me, like I, I don't think most people would probably not say no. Most people yeah. would be like, yeah, that could be cool. That could be fun. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, this will be a great experience for him. You know, blah, blah, blah. So is YouTube really any different? Having a child YouTube star, you know? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing, except not being backed up by a big corporation. Yeah, and if anything, it might be better. Because yeah. the child and the parents are in complete control of the content, okay? Yeah. They're probably producing the content in a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. They're not in some weird studio with, like, makeup artists and fluffers and all this other stuff. They're just, like, in the bedroom opening toys. That's how Ryan got famous. Yeah. It was, like, a toy channel. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
So, like, I don't know. I, I, I think, guess it just really depends on, like, the morals of, like, the well, parents see, and stuff. And that's why I bring up dance moms, okay? The reason that is disgusting to me. It's because of the, it, the moms. It sexualizes the yeah. children. You know what I mean? Like, we're putting these kids in these, like, sequin-covered, glittery, like, bikinis and stuff and then having yeah. them, like, twerk on stage. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. You know what I mean? But Ryan's parents monetized and monopolized their child opening toys. Yeah. But Ryan is just in a bedroom opening toys. You know what I'm saying? Like, so is like, and I'm not saying it is or isn't bad. I'm just saying, I don't know if it's as bad. It's definitely not as bad as dance bombs. Yeah. that That's terrible. Yeah. But yeah, but I think it does have like some kind of influence. So that's what I was saying earlier is that we haven't really seen the product of that. That's true. Yeah. Um, you right. probably won't see it for like the next couple of years, like when he actually like turns like 18 or something and like see where his life goes from there. Because you know how weird it would be being 18, still opening up kids toys and stuff. For I feel sure. Like he would branch off into like gaming or something. But he kind of already is. Right. Because now he has his own toy line, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, he could technically go from like toy opener to like toy developer, toy manufacturer, I wouldn't be surprised if they give that kid his own show or something, yeah. you know, where maybe he's like got a toy playland or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there, there's ways they could do that. And I think it would be not as bad because he doesn't have, uh, he's, he's not being held by Hollywood. Well, and, but we don't know. Some sort of really big, really fat legal contract had to have been involved yeah. for him to get toys in Walmart. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, honestly, we don't know. And I think the main thing is, like, is the kid happy and being taken care of? If the answer is yes, then I think no harm, no foul. Do whatever. Yeah. The answer is no, then it's, like, how much of that kid's life is now wrapped up in contracts that he can't, like, his parents, they can't get out yeah. of it. Like, they're stuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Even if they wanted to get out of it, like they're stuck because of choices they made along the way. Mm. I get you. It's biblical. The love of money is the root of all evil. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people in Hollywood, mm-hmm. in like famous musicians or bands that get signed, but they want to just get to that next level, get to that next level. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, I don't think you realize that you're sort of part of this like evil corporate subsect of society until it's too late yeah you know you sign one contract too many you talk you do one board meeting too many and then before you know it you're just like damn like my whole like existence has been signed away yeah i get you you know kind of like uh all that stuff that happened with britney spears trying to like break the contract with her parents and stuff Mm -hmm. when she like reached a certain age or whatever and that's when we all started to find out that, like, her parents had been exploiting and controlling her her entire life, you know? Yeah. They controlled her money. They did every, you know. And, and that was everything. going on since she was, like, before a teenager. Uh-huh. When she was, uh, what was it, Mickey Mouse Club? Yeah, and now she's, like, insane. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, There's definitely a screw loose up in there, but I don't think it's her fault. No, no, and that's what all. I'm saying is, and, and, but if you go all the way back to the beginning, that first contract she signed, that first mm. TV show she got to be on, that first album that got cut, it probably felt so exciting. At no point did she or even probably her parents yeah. like think like we're signing like our souls away for success, for fame. 
you yeah. know? And then one day, 10 years later, like, it's just too late. You just realize, like, this is my life. Like, I no longer have a life. Yeah. It, it, every portion of my life, like, belongs to someone else. And I feel like they had uh, tightened the grip on her after, like, they saw it fail with her sister. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because after she had gotten pregnant or whatever, she was on, like, some Nickelodeon show, and then she stopped. And uh, Her sister? Had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was like Zoe 101 or something. It was out when I was in what school. What was her name? It was like Jamie, Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn. Yeah, yeah. I remember that because I think, speaking of One Hit Wonders, didn't she put out like one single? Probably. I think I think there was like one song she put out. Maybe. Like trying to kind of do the Britney thing and then it just never happened, you know? Case in point, Ashley Simpson. Kind of the same thing, but I don't yeah. think they were really controlled. I don't know as much about her story because it wasn't as public as Britney's. Yeah, yeah. But. Like, we'll talk about Ryan's parents, Brittany's parents, whatever. You don't have a kid and think, like, how can I corrupt and exploit this child in the most evil way? You know, yeah. it's probably a series of baby steps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was this really cool documentary. It was, it was like half reality, half documentary. I want to say it was called... It's called like the ledge or something like that. Okay, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm I'm, pro- I'm going to butcher this, but it's it's hard to summarize. So I'm going to just like give the bullet points. Essentially, what it is is they take four people, okay, mm-hmm. that don't know each other. They run them all through the same scenario. These people don't know they're being recorded. They don't know that it's all set up. They don't know that every single person around them is an actor. They think it's real. Okay, so like a prank show, but it's not. It's not a prank. It's like a social experiment that they're yeah. running. And the the thought process is using psychology. How many of these people can we convince to push someone off the edge of a building? Okay. And the crazy thing is 75% of them did it, Mm. okay? But they broke these people down one tiny step at a time, you know? So the people would come in, like, hey, like, I'm here to do my job. You know, like, the person that doesn't know it's set up. Like, they think that they're just working this gig for this one-night job because they need a little extra money. And it's like a weird, like, there's some kind of a banquet or something going on, and they're going to be, like, the wait staff, and you know? Okay. But it starts off like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Um, Pick that bag up for me and follow me. And then they pick the bag up. And then they break it down psychologically. And they're like, because I asked them to pick that bag up and they did it, they've immediately mentally put themselves in a subservient position to me. So now when I ask them to do the next thing, they're more likely to do it. Yeah. Okay? And they continue that experiment going all the way until the very end where – Something crazy has happened and a dude died from like an allergic reaction and everyone's freaking out and don't know what to do. And they're like, we can't call the cops because of X, Y, Z. We have to do something. Yeah. Somebody else like drags the body up to the roof and it's like kind of like a skyscraper type thing. And eventually like the person that's being like tested winds up on the roof with everyone else and everyone's arguing like we have to do it. We got to just push this guy off the roof. Everybody will think it was a suicide. And three out of the four people like agreed to push him off the roof. And it all started with like, hey, can you pick that bag up for me? Hmm. So the reason I relate that is like, it, it, you know, child's exploitation in Hollywood, right? Yeah. I doubt the parents start off trying to push someone off a ledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're obviously influenced by somebody else. And it, yeah. And it, it starts uh, small. Like, oh, to it as well. uh, they're going out for this audition for a Cialis commercial, you know, like. 
cool. They're a, it, oh, they're just doing a little commercial. They're like, oh, that went well. Like that same company wants to use them for another commercial. Cool. Oh, now that leads to Disney Channel wants to pick them up because now they're doing auditions and stuff. And then like before you know it, they're in the Britney Spears category. Yeah. You know? Is that allergy medication? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> see Alice. Uh, but yeah, you know. Yeah, so, I get what you're saying. So. <clears throat> so I think, you know, going all the way back to like 20 minutes ago, if someone were to approach you about like Luke wanting to be in a, a commercial, you know, would we view that? And and I don't have an answer mm-hmm. personally. Would we view that as exploiting our child for fame or success? Or would we view that, or would you rationalize and be like, no, this is just a really cool experience for him. You know, this could yeah. lead to another cool experience. And obviously not every single person in Hollywood or in commercials is like an exploited mm-hmm. child, you know? Yeah. I'm sure a lot of them have a great life, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of like evils to that side of the world that have like been coming out, especially recently, you know? Jack Black. What about him? He started off as uh, the kid in the Atari or Pitfall commercial. True. That's where he yeah, started. And that's what I'm saying. It's like a ton of them don't have the Britney Spears story. Yeah, you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm, uh, but I don't think he had like this sequence of events as like yeah. all the other ones like that we were talking about where like they kind of gone crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I would do it for the experience, but I would have. I think the hard part would be like knowing where to draw the line. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it would be too hard because I think the thing is, is like money talks. It does. You know, especially to dudes like us that like, I'm not rich. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I still have to think about what bills are due on what days and, you know, like yeah. move money around to make sure everything gets paid. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, but I think I'm a little bit smarter with my money than you know, most people, you know. But do you Sometimes. think you would be if you came into a large sum of it all at once that you weren't expecting? I think so. I would like to think I would. Yeah. Be, but I've never won a $20 million lottery. Yeah. You know? Speaking of which, what was that last one? It got over a billion. Yeah. And how much did they get back at their taxes? It was only like four hundred million or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but you can give me 400 mil today. I'll be yeah, cool. Yeah. You know true, what I'm saying? Like, no. Uh, <laughs> If you're playing the lottery, it's because you don't have $400 million. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'll take it. Whatever. Um, cool. Well, I mean, we're coming up on a half an hour. I think it's time. We'll take a little ad break. Cool. Um, and then we'll come back and just just talk some more. Today's just a talk episode. But I'm already, like, enjoying the things we've been talking about. Child yeah. exploitation. One of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. We'll be right back. was doing the baseline all right so while we were outside <clears throat> i googled is ryan from ryan's toy review being exploited <laughs> okay <And> apparently <clears throat> there's a thousand articles youtube videos like of people discussing that you know what I'm yeah saying? so i found this person on quora 
Q-U-O-R-A. It's like one of those websites where you can ask a question and then people will answer it. Yeah. Do you agree with the exploitation of your kids for money, like the parents of Ryan's Toys Reviews? So they specifically called out Ryan. Okay. Uh, Lillian Taylor said, no one should exploit another, whether they be child, children or adults, enemy or friends. That's pretty basic. I don't think there's anything different about what Ryan's parents are doing compared to what the parents of Dakota Fanning, Jonathan Lipnicki, Britney Spears, or any other child performer did. If anything, Ryan has an easier time. He plays with toys or goes on fun trips alongside his parents and family. The amount of actual disruption to his life seems minimal compared to what you'd expect for a typical child star. I don't know whether it's right to employ kids in this way, but I don't think it's right to call out Ryan's family unless you're going to boycott all entertainment which features young child performers. And that was uh, Claire Celia said that. And I think that's kind of the discussion we were having about like mm -hmm. seeing it from both sides, you know? And I think it's interesting that everyone has like a kind of a stance on this. Yeah. Um, and we are here in both sides where people are like, hey, it's no different than child actors. But I saw another dude that said like, Ryan, sometimes on their channel, they post like every four hours. So yeah. what kind of a childhood is, is he having? And like that's the real question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and someone else was like, he's eight years old and already has bags under his eyes. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like a couple of years ago. I think he's like 10 now. Um, <clears throat> but. I think that's important, right? Is he still being socialized? Mm -hmm. Does he get time with like friends that's not on camera? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, does he ever get to clock out? Is he going like getting the school experience? You know what I mean? Yeah. And we don't really get to see that. We don't get to see what happens when the cameras are off. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, I didn't know he's from Houston. Yeah. I didn't know that. He's from Texas. And I was doing a little research and another thing that said his mom was a middle school teacher and they said it started when Ryan was, and this is this is what's kind of weird to me, okay? Now, granted, it was like a Wikipedia or something, you know what I mean? I'm sure there's more to it than what was said, but <clears throat> basically the explanation was Ryan was watching toy review videos on YouTube. It supposedly said to his mom, you know, why don't I get to be on YouTube and the other kids are? Like, who knows if that's actually what's said. Yeah. And then it said that she quit her job as a middle school teacher so that she could start making YouTube videos for Ryan. Yeah. Okay. That's not normal. Mm -mm. You know? If any child were to come up to any parent today and say, like, granted, it worked out for them. I saw that in 2020, their net worth was $32 million. Mm -hmm. Okay. Obviously, Ryan doesn't get a dime of that. Like, that's all in his parents' yeah. bank account, you know? I'm not going to quit my job because my son says he wants to do YouTube. Yeah. So, like, that's a little sus, and I feel like that might be, like, a made-up backstory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah. I, I I remember one day, because he wanted to watch it, and I was bored, and I was just looking up yeah, on, kids like, love it, dude. like uh, it's on YouTube. It's, like, some backstory about it. His mom got arrested for shoplifting, I believe, at JCPenney. Dang. Winona yeah. Ryder style? Yeah. Uh, She got busted, and I think she did... A little bit of time and got bailed <coughs> out. But I know she got arrested for shoplifting for sure. Scandal. Mm -hmm. Daniel Talb, also on Quora, said, According to Webster, exploit has two definitions. 
to make productive use of or to make use of meanly or unfairly for one's own advantage. It would seem that the first definition could be considered to be true, as having your cute kid help drive advertising revenue counts as productive use. However, the real question here may be whether the second definition applies. The second definition is likely applicable if Ryan, A, doesn't enjoy doing the reviews, or B, is missing out on other aspects of childhood, like school and socialization, or C, isn't in the child's best interest for some other reason. Many family businesses employ their own children. I've seen eight year olds manning farm stands and 11 year olds driving tractors. Is that exploitative? I would argue not, because it's up to the kids' parents to decide what's best for them. And if the kid needs to work for the family business to thrive or survive, it would in no way be it would it would be in no way motivated by meanness. That would apply whether it's a farm or a web business. So I think that's why it's an interesting discussion because it's not black and white. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of gray areas. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone is going to form their own opinions on where Ryan lands on that spectrum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, we're just using Ryan as an example. Obviously, this isn't going to be a Ryan's toy review episode. Yeah. You know? I don't even know how we got on the subject of child exploitation, but this, that's what this episode is turning into. All yeah. Right. Um, so I think it's, uh, I think the last one, he tried to put it in the most cut and dry way without necessarily putting his opinion in it. And I think that's probably the right stance to take on it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it depends on the situation. And unfortunately, we have no way of knowing what that is. Yeah. Cause you brought that up and it made me think of like times where I went to work with my dad. And uh, I would go and help, but it wouldn't be like really like uh, crucial, like manual labor and stuff. Yeah. But it'd be like more like, oh, I don't have a babysitter. Like someone has to watch me and he would, and he did like contracting and like building pools and stuff. Yeah. Um, So that was a little bit different, but like it wasn't like exploitation. Which... Yeah. Yeah. It's not like child slave labor. Yeah. I think it really boils down to is like, does the child want to do it? Yeah. And now, as a parent, it's our job to make our children do stuff they don't want to do on a daily basis. Yeah. You know? But ideally, that would be like contributing to their growth as a human being. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, I know you don't want to do chores, but I have to make you a productive member of society before you become an adult. That's why you're doing chores. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So... Like, because I said so is not a valid excuse outside of, like, like I said, like, teaching lessons and things like that. So what it would boil down to, Brittany, Ryan, somebody mentioned Dakota Fanning, you know, is, like, does the child want to be doing that activity? Yeah. You know? Like, how many days do they turn on the camera and set up their little weird house studio and Ryan's like, I just don't want to do it today, you know? And they're just, like, tough like you have to do this because this is how mommy and daddy stay millionaires. Yeah. Is is that exploitation yeah. at that point? You think so? Yeah, I think so. If the kid doesn't want to do it, yeah, it's exploitation. Yeah. It, I mean, it, and it is a way, weird gray area, right? Because it's legal as a parent to employ your child, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, child 
labor laws don't apply to like your own children. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't think legally they're doing anything wrong. I think it's a moral debate. Yeah. It's a moral debate. For sure. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it. Because it's easy for us two broke dudes sitting in a tattoo shop recording a podcast to uh, try to have an opinion on it. But if I was in the middle of an action that made me $30 million in a year, I might have a different opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, obviously, money isn't like the most important thing in life. But I could argue that enough money could make the most important things in life a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. And I guess it also has to deal with uh, what you do after that first. Yeah. Is where you really judge your own morality on that kind of thing, you know? I had heard at one point. And I don't know how much this is true. I'm not a mathematician, okay? I'm not an uh, economist. But I had heard that with current interest rates, okay, because when you put money in the bank, dog, just drink. Sorry. I mean, I don't understand how you're a slurper. Just drink. Anyway. Go on. See that? See that? That was perfect. I had to force myself to do that. Okay? You don't have to. I was just trying just to put do it, that. Put, put it, boy. I'm going to finish it. Go on. Go off, King. With current interest rates, <clears throat> if you put a million dollars in the bank, supposedly, and again, don't come for me if I'm wrong. It's just what I heard. Uh, it's supposedly you, the compounding interest mm-hmm. will earn you about $10,000 a month. And that's one mil in the bank, you know? I could live nice with 10 grand a month. I could live real nice, just off the interest, never actually touching the principal balance, if that's true, okay? So where do you think, where do you think the line is on saying, I have enough money, you know? If I had 30 mil, me, my wife, my son, would never have to work again, you know? And there would be enough money left over after me and my wife pass away that he could also continue to not have to work and do whatever passion he wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is like, when's it going to be enough for them? If Ryan said, I want to quit, right? Would they say like, yeah, we've made enough money. You don't have to do this if you don't want to. I support you. I don't think they would. No. You know, because greed is um, powerful. Greed's very powerful. I would like to think it would be enough for me. Yeah. But I'm not in that position. Yeah. You know? It's like uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems, you know? <laughs> that old song. Because I imagine once you're at that level financially, your bills have gone up because now you've started to buy nicer cars and bigger houses and all this Mm -hmm. shit you don't need. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now you're in this position where like, no, baby, you can't quit. Otherwise, we don't get to maintain this lifestyle that we've started by like, it's not that they're living beyond their means, but if their means 
were to come to an end, then they would no longer be able to sustain. Yeah, it. you know, what you I'm have saying? to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, like I would like to think if I won the lottery tomorrow, I I wouldn't buy a mansion and a Maserati. You know, yeah, I would like have a vehicle that's paid off. Like that'd mm-hmm. be more important to me than what the vehicle is, you know? And I would like to buy some land more than I would like a nice house, you know? I wouldn't care if it was just like a nice double wide as long as it was on a few acres, you know? But I would want all that paid off. And yeah. then and, and then just live within my means, you mm-hmm. know? Like I think I would even keep tattooing. I'd just be like mad selective on what tattoos I did, you know, because yeah, <laughs> like I would no sure. longer need it to like support my family. It would just be doing it as like for fun, you know, like well, as a passion You could project. even like start your own first movie, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and, and that's what I would like to think that I would do. Invest, like, okay, let's let this money grow naturally without having to exploit someone to get mm-hmm. to that level, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I think I would try to make a movie, though. Yeah, I figured you would. Because <laughs> be it is kind of costly, and I think it, it's... But uh, I could do it for a low budget if it was like an indie film. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and then if somebody picks it up... Saw. Saw was an independent film. The original really? Saw. Yeah, and they played it at uh film festival in Austin. I think it was... Uh, it, it South was, by. It was South by, yeah. And it did so well that Lionsgate bought it from the dude. The guy... So Carrie Elways is the guy that cuts his leg off. And then you've got the dead guy that's in the room that you don't know is dead till the end of the movie. Yeah. And then you got the younger kid that's in the room. The younger kid is the dude that wrote and directed that movie. It was like a complete like independent film. The guy who dies, right? Uh does he die or is he just still locked up when the other Well he eventually dies in the sequels, right? Well, no, I think he might have died. But that's the thing is the brown haired one, right? Yeah. 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 But he cashed out. Lionsgate saw the film at um I think it was South by or you know, it was one of those film festivals. Yeah, but I don't Austin. think he did the sequels though. No, because he sold Saul. Yeah. He sold the rights to Saul, he sold the Saul name, he just cashed out, you know. And don't I think that worked him. out well for him, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he has like royalties and stuff, like you know, I don't know what the contract was. I didn't read it, but <laughs> I yeah. know he wrote that. Uh, somehow he got Carrie always on board, which is, uh, he's the dude from the princess bride anyway. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just like one of those, he had a good idea. He executed it well in the filming and editing department Mm -hmm. and it paid off like hard work paid off, you know? Yeah. I remember when that movie came out, my brother was like, like telling my mom, oh, you gotta watch it. Like it's crazy. Like the but ending, it, you don't. It see was coming. though, you yeah, know? for that time, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, when it came out, like there was nothing like they it. didn't. They didn't do stuff like that, you know. Like I mean, him was... and like, uh, like Shyamalan, you know, yeah. like brought the twist ending back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because before then, everything always ended in like this nice, neat little bow. You know, it was like a sitcom episode mm-hmm. where there's like conflict and then there's resolution and then everyone learns a lesson roll credits yeah you know what i mean and saul was like not like that no was like nope the bad guy won turns out the bad guy's actually like the star of the movie you know what i mean mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was and it was also a cool twist because like jigsaw's he's like a messed up dude but yeah. it started with him like like the robin hood like like the almost like 
like vigilante justice, you know? Yeah. Like a bad dude, but like targeting bad people who like yeah. need to learn a lesson for a bad thing. Yeah, they did. karma type stuff. Yeah. And I think that was cool. Yeah. That was a cool twist on it. You know, we don't really learn about that till like later on. So I wonder if that was like the original plan. You know what I mean? I think so. Cause even in that first one, like when they're listening to the tapes and stuff, like he's letting out. That, like, there's a reason you're here, you're being punished yeah. for something. Well, I mean, like, his you know? backstory and stuff. Well, then it got convoluted because yeah. then he died, the chick took over. She's not even trying to, like, teach lessons. She's just trying to kill people and make mm-hmm. it, like, seem like a lesson. But it turns out, like, there's no actual way for them to get out alive type thing, you know? Like, yeah. they're going to die no matter what, which obviously was, like... And it just became more about, like, oh, how gory can we make this? Yeah, it was just like, about the death scenes, you know? And the traps. Yeah, the which traps. Some of those are really tight, but, like, some yeah. of them were, like... Well, it's, like, its uh, charm. Final Destination, right? Yeah. You're only watching that movie for one thing. Like, yeah. you want to see the convoluted, stupid ways that, like, death comes for them. Yeah, Everything and, in the middle is just filler. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, like, those movies never really bothered me till well, the second one did, for sure. Was that the one with the long On the truck? highway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, every time I have ever passed a truck with like the the tree trunks yeah. in it, you know, the logs, that's always the first just thing like in my anything mind. Anything in the yeah. back I'm for like, me. Let's just get past this thing real quick, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, it it was effective. Uh, it did for highways what Jaws did for like beaches. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. So yeah, uh, child exploitation. I don't know where I stand. Obviously, I'm against exploitation, but I don't know where I stand on what I would define as exploitation. I think yeah. it would have to come down to morality. The morality, yeah, and and what's best for the child, mm-hmm. while also considering the child's wishes. Because if you make your kid eat green beans, you're going against their wishes, but you're doing what's best for them. Yeah, you know what I mean. So if you're going against your kid's wishes to do what is actively best for that child, I think it's okay. But if you're going against their wishes and worrying about what's best for you, like in spite of the child, yeah, I think that's where I would consider an exploitation. So I would yeah, say t- sure. like today, if Ryan is enjoying his life, if he feels fulfilled, if he's happy with what he's doing every day when they hit record, then I, I think it's I think it's okay. Why they make him do all the editing? I doubt it. I, I mean, but like they don't even edit. I guarantee you. I yeah, mean, they two, probably thirty-two million dollars in a year. Yeah, you know, like they've got a whole team. I, be, I guarantee you, there's a production team. Actually, I know for a fact there is. I think it's called Pocket Watch. I just read about it on Wikipedia when I was trying to learn more about Ryan. Um, yeah, there is a. It's it's Pocket Watch something, Ryan's World. I gotcha. Uh. And they cover, here we go, found it right here, Texas Tech. In 2017, Kaji, which is Ryan's last name, Kaji's parents signed a deal with Pocket Watch, a startup children's media company that was founded in 2016, so it was only been out for a year. Mm -hmm. Pocket Watch does the marketing and merchandise for Ryan's YouTube channels. In 2018... Ryan Toys Review, in cooperation with Pocket Watch and Wildworks, created an app called Tag with Ryan, an endless runner game targeted towards children. 2019, uh, they produced a 20-episode television series for preschoolers called Ryan's Mystery Playdate. I didn't know about that. 2019, outright, 
Outright Games released a video game called Race with Ryan, which was a racing game. Uh, and that came out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. Dang. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Here we go. On December 2020, it was announced that Ryan's World would be launching an official game on the gaming platform Roblox. On the 4th of March of this year, Outright Games released a second Ryan's World licensed video game titled Ryan's Rescue Squad, which is like an action-adventure game. Also, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, Switch, PC, and Stadia. That thing came out on Stadia, bro. <laughs> I can't believe that's still a thing. Um, so, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, it's no longer Brian and Mom and Dad in the living room in Houston, you know? Yeah, yeah they definitely branched out a lot. There are, like, production companies. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is, is, is it how much of it's still in their hands? Yeah. Or do they get a list at the start of the week? It's like, these are the toys you need to review. This is the script. This is what Ryan needs to wear. You know what I'm saying? And apparently I also read that Ryan's, Ryan came under a lawsuit uh, because of some weird act, like, law thing where it came out that his videos had been sponsored by the toy manufacturers, but they, they didn't say that explicitly in the videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And because it was targeted at, like, preschoolers who are not mm -hmm. old enough to discern the difference between yeah. a review and an advertisement... That they were, you know. I mean, like, at the end okay. of the day, that's what it is. But prime example. I mean? That's a prime example. Exhibit A, okay? Ryan, he doesn't know that. That we know. He doesn't know the difference between a review and advertising. You know what I mean? Especially, yeah. that was like, I think it said it was like 2017 or something like that. You know what I mean? So the kid was like six years old at the time, you know? And now he's like responsible for this $170 million lawsuit, by the way, that he's like completely unaware of what's even happening. You know, like adults are making legal adult decisions on this kid's behalf. Mm -hmm. That's where you ask, is it too much? I don't know, because I could say yes. But to me, who is not a millionaire with a successful YouTube channel, Exploiting my child. It seems like too much, right? Yeah. But, okay. Here's the deal. Tattoos, right? If you are Miss Tracy and you got a little cross on your wrist and nothing else. Is it facing me? It's facing her. Okay. Gotcha. She could look at us. Well, that's too much. Same way I look at a dude who's got like his eyeballs are solid black and his tongue split down the middle. I'm like, that's too much, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he might look at the dude that puts fuck, meat hooks in his back and starts swinging around the ceiling and be like, yo, that's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, there's varying degrees of what's too much, you know? <laughs> what? You just had meat and swinging in the same sentence. Hey. But I get your point. It's because my, like, <laughs> that's just the way my brain works. You would understand. Yeah, I do. If you were lugging that thing around all day. <clears throat> Man, we spent the last literally almost an hour discussing child exploitation. I don't know how we got on this. I don't and know I don't either. think we've solved or answered anything. We didn't even plan this out. It just no. happened. Well, I know what this episode is going to be called now. 
Ryan's toy review. No, we'll call it uh, Epstein Reloaded. <laughs> Don't please. It's so bad. <laughs> the the rebirth. <laughs> um, that haven't been said. We're coming up on an hour. Do you have anything else you want to add to the child exploitation <laughs> conversation? That I, you know where this started? Because we're sending our children back to school in the next couple weeks. Yeah, that's, that's how it all started. <laughs> you said Which, that and all those things. Yeah, yeah, I saw this new movie, Prey. And <laughs> somebody who doesn't know what the fuck that is. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, but we could argue about children being in school yeah. as child exploitation. Because they say, now I don't know how much of this is like conspiracy theory, which by the way, we need to discuss that. We want to do an episode on conspiracy theories and we want some new ones to research. Yeah. So write us, please. Anyway. But please know the earth is flat for sure. I I don't I, <laughs> no. I, I hate that. I want real conspiracy yeah. theories with facts to back them up, not like internet memes. You know what I'm saying? Like birds aren't real. Yeah, none of that crap. Um Chinese but apparently machine. school was created originally to prepare children for the workforce. And I don't mean like the education was like a like a side effect, like a byproduct. It wasn't the focus. The focus was to get kids to be compliant for eight hours a day. That way. What? What are you doing? No, I'm listening. You're doing this weird head <laughs> thing. Anyway. No, I was getting closer to the mic. Go on. But yeah, that, that's it. That's the conspiracy. And I don't know if there's any fact to back it up. I haven't done the research on it. But apparently, like, we all went to I'm, school literally just to, like, prepare us to basically be, like, slaves to the workforce. Because by the time we're old enough to join the workforce, we're used to authority because of teachers. We're used to, like, waking up early and then working for eight to ten hours. You know what I mean? And going home and doing it all again the next day. Why are you making this face? Like, say something. Like, does that not make sense to you? It does. But I'm just saying, a lot of stuff makes sense. You could look at the data that flat earthers provide, and it is technically accurate. If you fudge the math, like, if if the sun was significantly smaller and significantly closer to Earth, then yes, it actually does make sense. We just know that the sun is not that small, and it's not that close to Earth. You know what I mean? But you can you can manipulate the data to make anything make sense yeah. is what I'm saying. You know? So yeah, you could argue that. The same way I could argue that we had a historic winter last year and a historic summer this year because China has a weather machine. That doesn't make it true. I think it's true. But they have drones. Too. I'm crazy. You know? Weather drones. Just we have harp. We have our own weather machine. Texas is the only state that's independent from the national power grid. And then all of a sudden, last winter, we get the worst winter we've had in over 100 years. As soon as a certain somebody is in charge of a certain something, just saying. Chocolate, chocolate chip. Some stay dry while others <laughs> feel the pain. <laughs> chocolate rain. All right. <laughs> We're going to take five. We're going to come back and answer questions. I don't know what this episode is. I don't either. <laughs> I am so grateful to anybody that is still listening at this point in the episode. I love you. Drop a comment that says, um, g- give me something. First word. Um, Just, I want to know who's actually made it this far in the podcast. 
anything. First thing pops in your head. Uh, Monster Jam 1995, okay? If you are still listening right now, please leave a comment that says Monster Jam 1995. We'll be right back. Hey, Josh here. Just a quick reminder, if you're enjoying the Iron Right Tattoo podcast, it really helps us to beat the algorithm with likes, comments, and shares. If you haven't subscribed already, please do that, and don't forget to hit that bell. And if you haven't already done so, please leave us a review. Thanks. We back. This is the portion of the podcast where we talk about a movie we watched this week. Is it? I figure we go over it for at least like five minutes. All right. We can do that. What movie did we watch? I want you to lead this because I have my own opinions. So why don't you start? Um. Okay, because we already discussed this yesterday. I get your... Well, just, just start from the beginning. So, um, you know. As big fans... Okay. Of the Predator franchise. Yes. Um, we watched the new Hulu original being Prey, which Prey. is kind of a prequel towards the first movie, because the first movie takes place in the 80s, right? Yeah, and this takes place in like the... 1700s. Yeah. Uh, 1716 to be exact. Um, Native American. Yes. Uh, during French Indian War. Yes. Um. It was good. Um, action sequences. All the Predator scenes were tight. Predator is cool. Um, but as you pointed out, um, the fact that the... Let me just... Here's my gripe. Yeah. I'm going to go back over it because we've had this conversation in depth, but I want everybody else to hear it, okay? You know me. Yeah. I don't care about woke agendas. Or, you know, everything needing this, like, inclusiveness and stuff like that. Whatever. I don't put too much effort into, like, race baiting, that kind of stuff, you know. That's just not who I am. I did have a big problem with how whitewashed the Cherokee Indians were, you know. Yeah. And and not just that. Like, they spoke clear, perfect, fluent English. That like like white person English, you know, not even United Kingdom Britain. It wasn't, English. And, and it, it, was, no, like it wasn't even like heavily accented. It was just like American English, you mm-hmm. know, that like maybe their ancestors shook hands with the Native American one time, you know, like it was mm-hmm. just like just white person English. Okay, here's my issue with that. Apocalypto mm-hmm. is a prime example of the right way to do that kind of movie. And I think it lends a lot more credence and a lot more artistry as as a film. An immersion. Yes, to do that. And the, the problem that I have with it is the French people in the movie spoke French. Mm-hmm. With subtitles. The natives in the movie spoke white people English. Mm-hmm. You know, like Americanized English very much. It would not have, and, and here's the thing, 
they put out for the first time ever, and I guess this is cool for like inclusivity or whatever. For the first time ever, the entire movie has been dubbed in Cherokee. Okay. Mm-hmm. First time there's ever been a D- Cherokee dub on a movie. Cool. I love that for the Cherokee people. My problem is I would have much rather had that movie been filmed in Cherokee and dubbed in English. Cherokee with English subtitles, you know. I would have felt so much more immersed in the film. And that's my thing is this isn't about race or inclusivity or any of these, like, woke agendas. To me, it's about immersion, you know. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was watching a cheesy 90s movie because of the route they decided to go. I would have taken it much more serious as a movie, as serious as you can take a Predator movie Mm because they're not meant to be serious movies, you know. If they had just taken that extra step. You know, and I also didn't like the way they like the costume design specifically for the native people. Mm-hmm. Like the makeup was like the cheesy Hollywood version of like, yeah, like war paint. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it was like uh, if you were to look at it fan great. art on like deviant art, like a digital painting. That's yeah, what I it looked you. like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, action sequences, super tight. Mm-hmm. The predator thing. Cool. I don't even mind that this movie had a strong female lead, even though I, yeah. you know, you could argue that that was also part of like an agenda or whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't mind that because I it made sense it in context of the story. Yeah, she was trying to legitimize herself as a hunter for her people. Yeah. you know, because they didn't view her as such. Mm-hmm. So I get that. That's cool. That's fine. That's whatever. It it uh, it to me, my immersion was broken as soon as they started talking, and I was like, yo, what? Yeah. That that's my only real gripe with it. Had they gone the other route, filmed it in Cherokee, dubbed it in English or subbed it in English, I would have been like, that was a that was a solid nine out of ten as as it, it, in terms of a sci fi action movie, you yeah, because yeah. you can't hold that to the same standard as like an art film yeah. or a dramatic piece, you know. Now, do you think if it came out in the nineties, you would have liked it more? It would have made more sense. Yeah, I get you. You know, but I feel it's twenty twenty two, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, I was reading comments on Mm -hmm. TikTok about Prey, and and a lot of people were talking about exactly what I was talking about, which made me feel validated that I'm not the only one that thinks this way. A lot of people were talking about that. And somebody's argument was like, dude, there's less than 100 people that speak Cherokee left, which first of all, I don't know that that statistic is accurate or if it was just somebody in the TikTok comment section. But second of all, The Passion of the Christ, which was made by Mel Gibson, okay? Mm-hmm. That entire movie is filmed in Aramaic, which is actually a dead language. Like, it is no longer a language, and they still film that movie in Aramaic, okay? Apocalypto was literally about, what, the the Mayans? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, a, a much more detached culture than our present day, because we still have Native Americans around that are speaking Cherokee, yeah. speaking whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think that's a valid excuse, you know? Yeah, I get you. It would have taken extra effort, but it's a film. Like it's a it's a big budget movie. Put in the effort. Yeah. That's and, my gripe with Prey. And I I didn't get the gripe till like after you said it. Yeah. Um because when I watched it, I did it didn't really bother me that much. I was just like looking forward to like the action sequences and like the kills and stuff. And I which I thought was pretty top notch and better it than was. the last movie. And I'm probably holding it to a higher standard than it deserves because it is a predator movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's that, um, <coughs> like, the f- uh, trying to differentiate between fan service and like actual critique of a movie. For sure. 
And from what I had read, apparently it was originally slated to be recorded and filmed in Cherokee. And then when Disney got involved, they're the ones that said, no, you have to do it in English because they thought they would have alienated too much yeah. of the, their potential audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I can agree with from a, like, like it's, it's business. Like a, yeah, it's a business, business standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does take it for me from being a serious movie that I can be like, man, they like, they bumped their game up. Like, this yeah. isn't a Predator movie. This is just a good movie mm-hmm. to being like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, it's in line with the rest of the cheesy sci fi action movies. Yeah. You know? That that one thing to me, and granted, maybe I'm like snobby and I'm expecting more than it deserves, but that's just because you care about it a lot. That's <clears> it. It's, I just think it's 2022. You know, streaming services, Netflix, Hulu, Prime, yeah. like they're putting out triple A, big budget Hollywood yeah. movies. So everyone is like. Like, more is being expected from filmmakers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Like, you can no longer go the easy route as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. It has it has to compete with every other big-budget AAA movie that's out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that could have made it compete. Action sequences were tight. The oh, bear? Yeah. The that, bear, dude? Yeah, that you was know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah. anyway. Um, I would still say... I recommend people watching it, especially if you're already a fan of Predator, you yeah. know. Um, but, you know, just be prepared for, like, like the high school musical version of yeah. Cherokee. And there's, <laughs> uh, um, I would say probably my biggest complaint is the forced uh, one-liners from the first movie I think oh. was not needed at all. Like, yeah, if it was fan service. Kill it. Yeah. But if you're a true fan, the <clears throat> fan service at the end is what's given I'm not going to spoil it, uh, but it's a callback to another pre uh, Predator movie. Uh, not so. Uh, I want to see them fast forward, one. like a thousand years. Yeah, I want to see like Old West Predator. That, that would, would be tight. tight. That yeah. would be so tight, dude. That'd be tight. You know, uh, you because a- now that they've established the fact that Predator's literally been visiting our planets yeah. for, for hundreds of years, yeah. like centuries. There's so much they could do with it. Yeah. They could turn well, they, it into a new, like, series. Well, there's, like, so many good stories in, like, the actual comics. Like, there's one <laughs> yeah. where, with pirates. Isn't there, isn't there like, a dinosaur one? It probably I is. I one where he, I like, doubt it. dinosaurs. It's been a while since I, I read into them. Um, but if you had to rank top three. Predator movies? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I'll give That's you hard mine. for me. I'll give you mine. I mean, obviously, OG Predator. Yeah. That's at the top of the list. For sure. Um, that, uh, I really like the one with Adrian Brody in it. That one is so good. I, what's what's that? It's just that, called Predators. That's not where that's the pre- Predators. Yeah, not where the, the one predator. where they capture all okay. the humans and they drop them off on their planet, then they <coughs> go out to kill them. Predators, I think, would be number really, two. Then. Really good concept. Yeah, that's a good. I one. would say that's probably my number two, and then probably three would be Predator Two. Predator Two. Um, yeah, because that because you don't really get much into the lore of. The Predator in the first movie. Yeah. It's just like setting it up in the second movie. After I rewatched it again last night, there's a lot of lore stuff that I didn't learn till I read into it, like on the internet and the comics and stuff that were like hinted in that movie. Let me ask you this. Do you consider Alien versus Predator a Predator movie? An alien movie? Or do you consider those their own thing? I consider them their own thing. Okay. Because that's like 
Because first it wasn't the movies, it was the games yes. on PC. Well, first it was like comics, the concept, yeah. and then yeah. they made the arcade game. Yeah, in the, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, it was, it was like, like a like side a, scroller beat 'em yeah, up game. Yeah, yeah. Then, where it was humans and predators mm-hmm. together, and the bad guy was like you were fighting aliens. Yeah, and then uh, the PC it was like AVP and an AVP two. Yeah. Then uh, I think it was like what two thousand three, two thousand four. Uh, first one came out, and then 2007 Rec- Requiem came out. Yeah. Um, those wouldn't be in my top three. They're like their own separate thing. I would say Predator, Predators, and then Predator 2 would be my top three. I'd probably agree. Um, I'd, I'd probably agree. The last one still left a very bad, terrible taste. And I don't mouth. understand why. I think you're judging it too harshly because... I could argue that there were parts of the last one that were better than Prey. And I know you like Prey significantly more than you liked, what was it? Yeah. The Predator? The Predator, yeah. yeah. Which is a bummer (laughs) to me because The Predator game was ass, I'll tell you that much. Uh, which one? The most recent one. It was like a shooter. Oh, yeah, where it's like... like, It was uh, an asymmetrical... Yeah, 4v1. Multiplayer. Uh, Yeah. It's only fun when you're the Predator. It's bad because of the controls. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. Like the shooting mechanics are terrible. terrible. I, I don't think there's any aim assist on it at all. No. So, no. And when you're playing on controller, like, that's that's a it, really big... how big... are you going to make a, a Predator game and I have to buy Arnold? Yeah. Like, I get it. Money has he, to make I don't even think he was in it at launch. Uh, that, like, no, came no, no. It later. was DLC. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Anyway. All right, man. It's question time. Yeah. I know you got a few. Let's start off with yours. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Okay, so um, what's a saying or catchphrase that you say often? Uh, I've noticed in editing the podcast that I say 100% a lot. Like that's my version of like totally or like I'm in agreement, you know? Yeah. I probably say it 10 times per episode. And now that I'm calling it out, people are going to notice. But I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. You're going to leave timestamps in the yeah. comments? Yeah, yeah. I, I, or I'll do like a counter, like 100% counter, you know what I mean? I say 100% a lot, and I say YOLO a lot, which I started saying is like ironically, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And now like, I said it so much like as a joke that I think I just say it now. Yeah, I think there was one I picked up when I started here because you said it all the time, and I can't remember what it was. Dre pointed it out to me, and I was like, because he's known me for so long, he's yeah. never heard me say it, but I can't remember what it was. Um, Dang, you're gonna have to um, try to remember. Should we should we just call Dre real quick on speakerphone? Put him on the podcast. No, he's you want to? He's probably asleep. Phone a friend, <laughs> Lifeline. Um, I think my later. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's that's not. I mean, that's um, just the way you sign off on the pod, though. Yeah. You know. Mine's definitely the pod. Yeah. yeah, you picked that up. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, I still think it's like, stupid. Uh, don't forget to be up at okay, like, this time but, for the pod. But like, I say that the same way I say YOLO. You know, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, ironically. Yeah, I got you. you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I wish you could remember it, dude. Yeah, I can't remember. That breaks my heart. You're gonna remember as soon as we stop recording. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, that's enough dead air for one episode. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah for sure. <laughs> uh, what songs are included in the soundtrack of your life? Uh, probably soundtrack to my life. 
who is that? It's like Simple Plan or who is no, that? No, that, that's Welcome to My Life. Welcome to it. Yeah, that's it. No, there's a song called that though, right? Soundtrack to my life. I swear that's a song. Uh, maybe I'm sure it is. It's probably like Metro Station. Uh, or something. Well, Simple Plan. I'm just a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe not currently. That was a cool trend, but going at on one TikTok point, for a you know. While. Yeah, they have that teenage dirtbag trend going on right now. That's yeah. pretty tight. It's mine. It won't be. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it probably won't be a trend by the time this episode comes yeah. out because yeah, they, they flip so quick. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, that's a tough one because when I think of soundtracks, I tend to think of them cinematically. Yeah, you know. So I would want my. Uh, I think the cornfield chase by Hans Zimmer. <laughs> you know, I would want that to be in my soundtrack from uh, Interstellar. Yeah. Probably, I think just the Interstellar soundtrack would, would I would want that to be the soundtrack to my life. But I'm assuming they they want like you know a list I would, of songs. I would say I think what they mean is a mixtape <laughs> of your life. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, for sure. I think they're thinking like '90s soundtrack. You know, where like a movie would come out and then you'd go out and buy the CD and it had like Will Smith and then there was a Busta Rhymes, there was a Green Day song. You know what I mean? Getting jiggy with it ain't on your soundtrack. No. No, 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 no. I mean, maybe before the Oscars, let everyone in the oh, world yeah. know who Will Smith really is as a person. Yeah, I guess you could say that slap was uh, slap heard around the world, dude. Uh, Big Willie style. It was also a massive distraction for things that are happening politically and socioeconomically. But that's a whole other. Maybe that'll be on that conspiracy episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone um, talk about the slap. Yeah, for sure. Well, the whole ratings thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, I would say mine. Ooh, um, I would say. Okay, okay. Let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. All right. So we'll break it down into like three how categories. About, how about this? So, like, what would play during a romantic moment in your life? What would play during like a sad moment in your life? And what would play during like a happy, like victorious? You know, when the end credits are rolling, what what's playing? Okay. So let's start okay. off with. Uh, like a romantic part of your life, okay? Like maybe it's like a love scene. What's playing in the background? Uh, you're finally kissing the girl at the party. Okay, okay, you know what I'm it's saying? It's not like no, okay, not you. like a pony. You know, pony. That meow, 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 meow. You know the song I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, in that song, he says, "I'm horny." Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so know. let's say I, I'm gonna say, uh, mine would probably be a country song. It would have to be during like the romantic part or whatever, you know. Yeah. I don't know. This is such a hard question because yeah. I feel like this is one I need to prep for. I need yeah. like notebook paper and I like, feel like if I'm going off the you know what I'm saying dome, romantic, you know, burning loves a fucking. That's a hit from Elvis. Oh. Bro, that's such a good song. Okay. <laughs> um, and then what was another one? Uh, like a sad moment? A sad moment in your life. Oh. Yeah. Um uh for me that would be Go Rest High on That Mountain by Vince Gill. It's one of the saddest songs I've ever heard in my life. He like wrote it, I think, to his brother after his brother died or something. It, 
It, man, that song makes you tear that's up. Some Joaquin shit. It'll make you tear up real bad, Damn. dude. Uh, and then I think the end credits for my soundtrack. Dang. So I'm thinking like we jump in the air and like freeze frame and everyone's kind of facing the camera and then the credits start rolling while it fades to black. Going the distance? Uh, I think it might be semi-charmed life. <laughs> Third eye blind, you know? Like right when we freeze. It's like... Yeah. Doo, 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 doo. yeah, but that song is about drugs. Yeah, but it's so happy. No, what's the other one? Um, Jumper? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the blue album cover. I can't think of the name. It's Third Eye Blind. Hold on, give me a second. Yeah, your blanks are drawing, driving me nuts today, dude. Yeah, my bad. What? They're what? Your blanks? They're dry. driving your nuts. <laughs> driving me nuts. <laughs> um, What was it? Never Let You Go. Ooh. That's a good one. I feel you think like it's that's... like it's poppy enough, like like you think it's up tempo enough for your end credit scene. Yeah, it's like dun, dun, you, dun, you dun, wouldn't go dun, like dun, dun, what like what's my age again for my ending credit scenes. See, that's what I'm I'm stuck on. It's either what's my age again or all the small things. I think it would have to be what's my age again for you personally. Yeah, and I have to be running at the camera like naked. Yeah. I Ooh. Feel like... uh, also. Um, I believe it's called Deliverance from the Tribute Album by Yanni. Yanni would have to be in my soundtrack. Yo, Yanni. Yeah, I, I thought that was so slaps, funny. Bro. Yanni uh, that slaps, clip, dude. That clip I sent you from Supernatural. Was oh, like, what is she doing? It? Collecting crystals and listening to Yanni? Hey, 50% of her is killing it, all right? <laughs> Yanni slaps, and I don't but, care who knows it, dude. It just caught me so off guard because I'd never heard of Yanni. I'm pretty sure it's called Deliverance. It sounds like it would be like in in a desert. Okay. When the alien big stupid dudes are collecting the stones in the fifth element. Okay. That's the vibe I get from that Yanni song. You know? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, slaps. What's your next question? Oh, I was gonna say my sad song oh, probably be what like is it? Uh, Mad World. Ooh, that's a good one. Gary right? Jules. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Mine but, could uh, maybe turn be the ambience up that a little bit. song from uh, Imogene Heap. That uh, it was the one that got sampled for the uh, what to say. Oh, it, that that so that's a sample from a song that she did. That's like one of the saddest songs I've ever heard. Like it's cliche sad. I mean, like kind of like Mad World, you know. Yeah. But it's it's a really sad song. Yeah. Next question. What we got? Um. You need me to hit one. You got another one lined up, ready to go. Yeah. All right. You do yours first. Um. If you led a starfighter squadron, what would it be called, and what would be your call sign? So I'm assuming what he's referencing is like Rogue Squadron from the Star Wars. Uh-huh. And then there was like, oh, a Red Six standing by, you know. So Red something. It doesn't. Because, I mean, that was just the Rogue Squadron's like call signs. It wouldn't have to be Red, you know. Oh. Like your your squadron could have its own thing, like theme, you know. Uh, so I would say my squadron would be called... Um, Monster Jam Squadron 
Okay. Yeah. And yeah. everyone's call sign would be different monster 90s trucks. monster trucks. And yeah, I would be Gravedigger standing by. And you'd be like, <laughs> Bigfoot standing by, you know? That's a good one. Yeah, that's mine. Dang. What okay. if you called yours like uh, WWE? And then everybody's call sign was <laughs> yeah, like a different wrestler. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin standing by. <laughs> Macho Man standing by. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a good one. NASCAR squadron. Yeah, I was never really into NASCAR. Yeah, me neither. That's um, my father's thing. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Monster Trucks finally. Well, I'm answer. trying to think of like stuff For that mine. has like different. Yeah. Uh, mobile infantry. And you could be like Johnny Rico standing by. No. No? Bro. I'm trying to think. The dead air is killing me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> dang. <laughs> it's so hard. Is I'm trying to think of. It's just you going. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I would do like. Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And okay, then, but uh, what's the name of the squadron? The Schwartz? No. <laughs> um, I don't know. Schwartz Squad? Squad. Action Squad? Okay. Turbo Man Standing By? Turbo Man? Okay. In your squadron, uh, I would have to be uh, Richard Kimball. Which I believe you mean was, John Kimball was no, was it yeah in kindergarten cop yeah John okay, Kimball yeah John Kimball what was Richard was he a Richard in something mm, maybe <sighs> anyway you got another question what's, what's uh, the last question but we'll say all right I got one more and then yours can be our last question that we do um. <laughs> My wife just asks, why do people go under the speed limit? That's a good question. They're inconsiderate. Why? I'm not even... Why? <laughs> why do you do that? You got to edit that down a little bit. I'm not um, even asking you to speed. I'm just asking you to go the speed limit. Or uh, go in the right lane. Hello? Yeah, get over. Speed up or get over. Yeah, for real. GTFO. You know? Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Instead like, of oh, out, yeah, over. It was O instead of O. You know what I mean? <sighs> That's a good question. Yeah. That's a Don't good me. damn question. That is a good question. Why do people go under the speed limit? If you're watching this or listening to this and you're in your car right now, check the speedometer. Are you going the speed limit? And if you're in the wrong lane, you better GTFO. And hey, and make I sure live, that blinker's on. I live on a backcountry road that is 75 miles an hour, and it's one lane. And you know what? If you're not going the speed limit, get on the shoulder and let people pass you. That's considerate. I'll give you my little boop, 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 the four-way blinker that says, like, thank you. I appreciate it. Boop, 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 boop. Then you can do, like, a little headlight flash saying, like, you're welcome. We move on with our lives. I feel like that was uh, very therapeutic. <sighs> What's our last question? Uh, what's our last question? Give it to me quick. Uh, what's stopping me from tattooing my head? Mm, that's a question for you because yeah. I already have like five on my head. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I guess it's more of like the lines of I don't I have an idea of what I want, but then like I feel like the idea would change later. And then um I told you I would let you do it. And I know it's gonna hurt. I but, do got that new uh dildo. Yeah, I do. Apparently it hurts a little less. I don't think it does, but apparently that's what I've heard. I don't know. You've been oh, excuse me. It's uh all the years you've been tattooing me, it's it's always painful. Yeah, yeah. But you have to admit, it's gotten less painful as the years have gone well, I by. even asked Jeff. Yeah. He was like, oh, there's no difference. But it was also the fact, you know, the AC guy came in. It's also Jeff, bro. Yeah. You know? That dude doesn't know. He doesn't know what he ate yesterday for lunch. It's true. Much less what a tattoo felt like. Let me see your wrist. How'd that thing heal, by the way? Uh, Pretty good. Tight. I didn't put it's almost done, it. yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. A couple little, like, dry spots right there. Yeah. See? And the difference between, like, that and, like, the first tattoo I did on you, right? Night and day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this one lost all the <laughs> yeah, orange. One still got orange in it. The other one. We're going to have to touch that up one day. Uh, yeah. You want to, like, make it nope. blue? Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, You know what? On that note, we are, yeah, man, we're at an hour and a half. Can you stop twisting your knobs, please? Peace. Later.